You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. And we're back again. We had a little bit of a holiday break, episode 50 here. Me and Clintus. And, And we have producer Paul with us. Producer Paul. Right, buddy. All right. Um, yeah. Well, you know, angel over the shoulder type deal. <laughs> we took a little bit of a break. How long? How long do we have for the holidays and everything? A couple weeks? Maybe a, maybe a month. Yeah. Or two? How long has it yeah. been? Uh, probably a month. Might've been a month. About I a think month? we. I think we think we did it right before Christmas. Yeah, about a month. Because I remember talking about the snow and your your oil and your you know your oh your yeah we were talking that yeah 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 we're talking about. The uh, yeah, my heating concerns. I got the fire going right now, man. Yeah, yeah. I love I love my fire pit out out, out back. Like we you know we got we got a natural gas. I was standing there because it started raining. It's been raining like crazy here in Phoenix. Um, like torrential torrential downpour, like record numbers. So right? it's crazy. Wow. And I know California's getting hit hard too, and with mudslides, yeah, that's like that. scary over there. But um, but yeah, it's been raining like crazy. So it's you know it's one of those things where like if it's raining, I'm not sitting out there getting rained on sitting by a fire hmm. so my wife and i are sitting out there last night and it starts sprinkling and then it starts coming down like fat and we're like we can hear it. it's like pop pop like all right pop, pop. everything come in we stand on the porch for maybe a minute and then it just stops and we're like okay so then we just stand by the fire we're like we're just standing next to it. like is it gonna rain again or not and we sit there probably for about five minutes like oh this is stupid let's either sit back down or go back inside is isn't but, there some isn't there some old like i don't know if it's like a wives tale or what, whatever but if as it's raining if the rain gets fatter that means it's about to stop did you ever hear that oh no i've never heard that before oh i don't know i could just be making shit up dude but i could have sworn that was like a thing it was just like it was like a one cloud just like rolled over and just went and was gone. It was there for like three minutes. Like that's all it was. And I immediately Crazy. think of Forrest Gump. Fat rain. <laughs> Big old fat rain. Fat rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember standing over it and and, and like because it's natural gas, right? So there's just no there's no odor. There's really no yeah. nothing. I'm just like standing over it. And I'm just like I love this so much. Like it's my it's my new favorite thing because I, I got in. I started getting into tequila, and so I've got like five or yes. six bottles of tequila now. And most of them are all sippers. You know, I've got a couple that I, I mix with cocktails, but for the most part, the ones I'm buying are bottles to sip on. So my new, my thing is I go out there, I turn the fire pit on, let the, the coal start to get warm up because I have little lava rocks. Mm-hmm. I pour myself a glass of tequila, put my chair down, get my iPad, and I'm sitting there playing Magic Arena. And chill. And just yeah, chill dude, the fire, that's dude. Pretty, that's I nice. Love I like it. it. I love it. Ah, dude, I start, I'll start my morning. I get up, right? Well, when I'm, when I can, I'll get up, I'll go out to the woodshed, grab some logs, come in. Start the fire. It usually takes like before I can because it's a completely enclosed unit, right? So once it takes like uh 45 minutes, maybe an hour before everything's rolling really hot that I can close the door and it just takes off on its own. But that's like my hour. I sit there, you know, we have coffee and the heat is just pouring out with the door open, but just sitting there enjoying the fire, listening to it. 
hour yeah. later, you know, coffee's done, close the door and off. Now, does that just heat like the room or is there like a duct system that it blows the hot air? Yeah. So believe it or not, like if I have that thing running, uh, it'll heat my, it's been heating my house up to like 65, 66 degrees. And it's the, the whole the down store. It's the whole downstairs, which is where wow. we live right yeah, now. Yeah. I have to install a fan. Like if I install a ceiling fan in that room and in the winter you put it on reverse. So it yeah. sucks the air up and it pushes it down from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Then it'll push all the heat out of that room and it'll flood everything else. The kitchen. Okay. So it'll keep it even warm like that. The thermostat is on the other side of the house and the thermostat on the other side of the house is hitting 65 with the fire on. So that room is probably 70s ish. Yep. And it's it, that's just spill over. So, OK, so it no does a really central, good job. like no central heating in the house that just that furnace. I, well, my actual furnace is all duct, so that'll pump. But so you do have, I mean, so you do have, you have normal heat like in your house, oh, but yeah, you also yeah, have yeah. a stove. You just do like, yeah, but I also have, yep. And as soon as the stove kicks on, usually it kicks the furnace off because it, it ends up getting so hot. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying out. to figure out the system. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it worked out pretty nice. I don't know. Yeah. Minus the extra work for processing all the wood and shit. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hear about that. Homeowner <laughs> problems. <laughs> Mike's out there chopping logs. I am, dude. I love it. It's the best. Probably some, therapeutic, some, some, ther some therapy out there just break splitting splitting logs yeah it's like a little, little accessory to the gym <laughs> you know so what else is new oh, holidays are done I get to recoup now right yep. bounce back a little bit back in the regular swing of things for another year man playing some new games here and there how about you yeah, uh, so you know, I, I dedicated three solid months to my my dad's company. Where yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Full full bore, five days a week, forty. I mean, it was never forty hours. I was definitely working fifty plus, <laughs> you know, every week. Um, and so now, come January, it's like I'm I'm still we're still I'm still trying to figure out the scheduling, like what days make the most sense to come in, what hours are the best time to come in, like most like what gives them the most bang for the, for the buck for me, right? And so like every week so far, uh, the last three weeks have been experimenting. I'm not coming in this day. I'm coming at this time on this day. And um, mm -hmm. so that's my only, really my only complaint right now is not knowing 100% my schedule. Because um, then I can't like schedule streams and I can't let my community know what, you know, what I'm going to be streaming. Um, but for the most part, it's been um, like Tuesday and Thursday. I've been coming in like at 10 because then the rush is over and my brother and I can just like do some shopping and do some things around the warehouse. And then I can just... Right work with my dad because the like the, the time sensitive stuff's gone uh, but then like wednesday and fridays are like our busiest day so i've been coming in at five to help and just run be a gopher wherever they need me um and i'm and just trying to take one day off from the warehouse to do a long like dedicated stream um so that was like i did that yesterday and then today was just, just a two-hour morning stream as soon as we're done recording i'll run to the warehouse my brother and i'll do some shopping and then uh, tomorrow will be a long day, probably like, you know, 10 hours at, at the warehouse. Jeez, and man. so still trying to figure, like I said, still trying to figure it out, but uh, we're making big progress and it feels good. And like knowing that the time I've put in and the blood, sweat and tears, you know, on my part, just, just mentally draining it's has producing. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just it, a lot slower than I was expecting. It's a lot <laughs> slower than I anticipated. I really thought 90 days, you know, we'd, we'd move some big rocks 
And, uh, and really the biggest things we did, well, I hired two guys, which alleviated a lot of pressure for my brothers. Um, I took the customer ordering from my dad and my brother took the product ordering from my dad. So that's kind of like the two, like the front end and the back end. And those are the two like time sensitive things. Like those got to get done and get done right. Otherwise the business doesn't roll. Right. Now my dad can just focus on like the, the, the middle stuff where it's like, oh yeah, was the pricing right? And the invoices, the invoices, you know, did we put the right product in? Um, Cause a lot of the customers will tell us like, I, I want a bag of red onions and, or I'm sorry, a bag of red, red bell peppers. And so it's like, well, how much is a bag? Right? Like, or they'll say one red bell pepper and they don't mean one, literally they mean their, their one, which is a five pound box or a 10 pound or a half case. Right. And so it's learning the lingos of every customer because my dad just knows yeah. that. When he says when he says he wants a bag of potatoes, he means five pounds. Like, okay, well, I don't know that, and the guy you're going to hire after me doesn't know that. You know. So, so are you? Are you? Uh, I, I mean, so so my family, I my family also has a family business, mm-hmm. and trying to streamline that kind of knowledge is like borderline impossible because not only do you now have to recreate the way your dad is thinking but now you also have to get the customers to also get on board with what it is so when you say one this is what one means now right so right get it right yep because it's not going to be my fault come you know two three months after we implement this yeah the goal that, the goal that i'm driving towards is getting everybody on an order form and so then the order sheet says, you know, case, pound, piece. And then they can just mark. Say what you mean. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and, and even if they want to call it in, because we have, I would say we're like, we're 50 50 right now. I got, I got half the customers that email their orders in, um, and the other half still call them in. And when they call them in, it goes to voicemail. Voicemail gets forwarded to my email. So it's just one box to do, to, to you know, to manage it all. Yeah. Um, and so even if the guy, the ones that call it in, if they're calling it off of this order sheet saying five pounds, five pieces, as you know, long as the terminology thing. is the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even a couple of guys I've had to like coach a little bit too, like, Hey, you know, we ask that your orders come in before, you know, by 5 PM for next day delivery. And some guys are still calling in at like at 10 PM. And I'm like, while I'm not telling them this, but while it's still like I'm up at 10 sometimes to still do the orders or my brothers are up at two in the morning and they will grab it and they'll put it in before the day rolls. That's mm-hmm. not the point. The point is we want them in by five so that when I sit down at five, I can bang them all out and the day is done. So, I mean, these are going to restaurants and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? So the yep. idea is at the end of their day, they have restaurant day. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, well, we had way more orders of this dish, which which took a lot more of this yeah. and i understand that so, I, yeah I, okay. I, I totally okay. get that but at the same time like you know at one point at some at some point it's not going to be me and my brothers it's going to be employees that punch in and punch out they th- and they're not gonna have the like the email on their phone right, right. they're going to log in on the computer and then do that and and who knows i mean I, I say that but who knows maybe it'll always be my brother maybe my my, my dad or my brother will always be the order people you know <sighs> it's I, I don't one know. of those things man when you start it's one thing when it's yours right Mm-hmm. So like your dads or your brothers, mm-hmm. the business is, is essentially, it's the family's business. It's one thing to put that extra time and effort in. It's another thing to ask an employee to put that same amount of effort in when exactly you know, there's only a window you're getting paid for. So yeah, it's, you know, that's why I'm that, trying to, I'm trying to, to future proof. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Or yeah. It, I mean, even if they want, 
again, this is asking a lot, but even if you did some sort of like web base, like, yeah, if you want to submit your order, you could submit your order at freaking two o'clock in the morning. That's fine. It's not going to be handled until or accepted until the next day when it, when we get our queue or whatever in. Right. But I mean, right. that's, you know, it's, you're probably asking a lot at that point. That's super yeah, modernization. It, it just, yeah. Well, it just comes down to when my brothers, my dad, and really I say my brothers and my dad, cause eventually I will back out right but eventually this this once once my brother's set up for success and he's he's in a good spot my my dad and my brother everyone I've, when i like look away and i go everyone's good you're good all right cool peace i'm out you know um then then like then the real the real question will come down to like i said who's going to do what so right, right. Wait, wait and see but anyway enough about that sorry <sighs> a little there. work and life <laughs> yeah that's a video games the fun stuff you say you're trying to play yeah. some new stuff Dude, I so for a while I was um kicking back and forth the I, trying to purchase the game V Rising. I don't know if you heard of that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it. It was on sale, I don't know, 12, 15 bucks. I got it. And dude, I booted it up and the the first day I booted it up, I think I I started playing and the next thing I know it was 8 hours later. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck did I just do?" what the heck it's one of those mornings like i had to be up super early i was transitioning shifts or whatever and i, and I had to be up super early and like no one else is awake at 3 30 4 o'clock so i just like woof, next thing i knew i was like oh my god dude super addicting super i'm, I'm kind of at the mid game right now so i've kind of hit a grind like a, i gotta get through a grind right basically right now right okay uh, but but i mean I, how many how many let me see here. What do I got into it right now? Nope. Yeah, I remember when this game came out um, early last year. It was like a like Q1, Q2. I last got twenty six and a half hours in. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, that's, awesome. That awesome sounds game. like me with Genshin. Dude, it's so good, and it doesn't really ask a lot. I don't feel like it asks a lot of you. Um. I am on a PVE server. There are PVP servers, mm-hmm. which seems pretty nasty. And uh, I think there are there is a an update planned coming soon with more bosses and shit. So I'm just trying to like power through before the new bosses release. So for all of our friends out there, would you would you say it scratches your Diablo itch? No. No, it does not scratch a Diablo itch. It does scratch a survival itch, though. It's it's um, the builds are very simplistic. The combat is very simplistic. But if you are into like if you're into survival light with fun combat that feels good, this game's all about it. Really cool aesthetics. Base building is really cool. The gathering is simple. It's nothing like you know painful to get through and it just like if you're out during the day you stand to you know to die to the sun type deal you have all those vampire you can you have form transformations stuff like that it's yeah, I was fun say, game. It's a vampire movie vampire game yeah it's fun it's fun oh, game man, I, I, i'm not i'm for 15 but 12 15 bucks whatever i paid for it still it's it's already paid for itself in enjoyment it's awesome that's great yeah, I, uh, that's the thing. The Tarkov had a wipe, and uh, new new map dropped. New a lot of new new stuff, and uh, made made some more changes. 
and I started we playing. We still it. haven't played DMR yet. Oh yeah, DMZ. Yeah, DMZ. We still have. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dominaria Remap. I'm thinking <laughs> I got magic on the brain. We still <laughs> haven't played DMZ yet. No, I know. We need we need we need to uh, sync up with Kevin and yes. uh, good night that you guys are you guys are down. Um, yeah, how about, so how I, about I, next I, Tuesday? <laughs> next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Mike, next Tuesday? Uh, I have to check my schedule. I might be able to make it next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, 2 to 4 p.m. game day. I might. I might. Oh, that's when Kevin Kevin does yeah, his... Yeah, uh, so just, just in case anybody from the old-fashioned land is not caught up yet, game nights are returning. They've been back for a little bit. We took a little bit break for holiday stuff. Uh, but uh, either Tuesday, Thursday, or occasionally a Wednesday, Friday, depending on Kevin's meeting schedules, you'll be 2 to 4 p.m. Kevin playing video games Vigies. and hanging out with everybody. So... Uh, there's your standardized time to get a hold of Kevin for video games, Clintus. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah, two o'clock Eastern though. That's uh, that's true. It's noon. That's true. Yeah, it's noon my time. If I, if I if I'm not going to the warehouse that day, it, it would work. But right now Tuesdays, I'm I'm definitely going in because, like I said, for shopping and whatnot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I I I wipe happened. The head drops. I had a day of drops. I did I did an, I did a nice like 13 hour stream. It was great. Um, but I don't know. Taking like the the big breaks I've been taking, I don't have the itch to play Tarkov. Like I like I still love the game. Like I thoroughly enjoyed my game. Even even somebody was asking like, "Well, what happened? Did something bad happen? Did you have a bad day?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. Like nothing happened." But like even a midday stream, I couldn't stop thinking about New World. I've been thinking really? about New Well, the update came out in September, the one year anniversary, yeah. the whole new land, the new whole new area, and and yeah, um, the sand, sand. What was it? Whatever. I know stone. that they introduced a great a great sword. So I'm, I'm yep. in. Great sword. Uh, there, before that was the blunderbust uh, uh, pistol, and um, you know, since I since I left uh, last January, it's been a year since I really play. I, I dabbled a little bit last year just to see some new things, but I haven't played the new update. But I, I can't stop thinking about it because I, I had so much fun playing that game, and I was one of the last ones to hold on and still just just doing my dailies. And they did a lot of quality life changes, and even since then, I, there's been a ton of quality life changes. Everyone who's still playing that game from what i understand is is loving it they have done a lot of work on it and it's been really positive so everyone that's still around seems to really like it my problem is came in left because it just didn't it i just bounced off of it um it's still installed like i kind of want to go back and try it just because i it deserves a second a second look um i went back uh right before the update came out the newest update and i'm sitting there and i'm like man i find myself doing the same exact shit i did the first time around and um, i i know i'm i know there's more to do i just don't know where to find it what to do or, or how to do it and i just stopped playing again they changed the progression system. Um, and I didn't want to start over. Everyone's like, start fresh. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good on that. So now the update, they the progression is a lot faster. Um, you get you get more XP from questing and doing like the, the if you if you stay on the rails, so to speak, you'll progress a lot faster and get to like level 25 like really fast. Um, I okay. don't know if they've extended that all the way to 60 or if it's just the first 25 levels. I know on the on the PTR it was the first 25 levels. Um, but from what I've heard. They launched fresh servers, like new character servers, and there yeah, wasn't, and 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 so a lot of people jumped over, played the new servers, and mm-hmm. loved the 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 progression system much more. They even added uh, story based uh, faction missions as well. And so, like before, you would just like go do one thing, pick your faction, that was it, right? 
now right. there's actually like you have to go do some things, unlock the factions, and um, I haven't really dibbled with it, dabbled that because I kept my old character. I didn't go back and play a new character, so I don't yeah, know all the I, yeah. details. But I'm slow too. Like that's the thing too. Like it took me forever to get to 60. It took me forever to get to like I still don't have all my skills to 200. Um, and and that's that's the base. And then they one of the updates they made it was now you can go over 200 and keep getting rewards. Um, as you Paragon, so like, like Paragon stuff. Yeah, everything you do gives you XP and and you level up your your skills and your weapons and and everything and it just it's so awesome. I still have weapons I haven't upgraded. So my whole thing was is like I I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like just going in, it's just a chill game to play. And sometimes I only get like two or three hours of stream instead of my normal eight to 10 that I used to do. And so I felt like just to log in and play a couple of hours. And if I want to stop and talk to my chat, I can, cause it's not, I'm not in PVP. So right. and there's no hard, I can sit here and click on rocks and trees and gather things, you know, while I'm talking to chat, I don't have to be focused on, cause I'm going to get shot and, you know, in, in Tarkov. And, uh, and I just kind of found that that was like my chill mode. Um, and then on top of that, I've been playing a lot of Magic Arena. I've been playing Magic the Gathering Arena. And uh, with a new set coming out, I wanted to try and finish the uh, Master Pass, the Mastery Pass. Oh, so, really? I've been, been grinding that to try so and what, finish that. Are you just trying to get it done before uh, Phyrexia comes out? Yeah, exactly. Which I'm, I'm close. I'm like, I think today I hit 58 or 59 and there's 80 I levels. cannot wait for that set. It looks so dope. It looks so cool. I can't wait. I, I, love, I love the idea. I know the lore, they're pretty nasty beings. Um, but I, I just I like the art. <clears throat> I like the art idea. I like everything they're doing. I just put together actually, here, Paul, you'll love this. I have my infect. I said that again. Let me let me say that again for people in the back. I have my infect deck ready to go. It's missing, <laughs> I don't know, maybe three cards it's missing. And it's ready to go. Um, why would you do that I, to people? I want to do it to you. Why would you do that to me? Out of uh, out of all curiosity, <laughs> people really hate outside of my overloaded cyclonic rift that does not care that you're playing. In fact. See, I know you have everything to handle it. I mean, you know, um, I have to build a new deck anyway. But I I don't know why. I don't know why. And I. I Maybe it's because I'm just watching the wrong MTG content people. But holy crap, people are really dogging on this set already. Yeah, I'm curious. You mentioned you, you mentioned this. I'm, I'm all ears. I, 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 I don't really follow Man, anybody. So, so <clears throat> I, I can't tell if it's just the fact that maybe these guys that are watching on YouTube... They're just standard players. Maybe they're just standard players because every single time I look at it or I watch something, it seems like they have this 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 hatred or this just nasty just taste for commander for EDH. I don't know what it is. They really don't like that Watsy makes EDH cards. Like they, like it really bothers them and I don't know why. And I guess it's because maybe standards not being catered to like it was in the past. And that's what they're used to as the elites, maybe. But whole, dude, every card that comes out. Oh, look at this dog shit. Can't wait for the game to be ruined now. This, the sky is falling like every other game does. But the sky is falling because the set's coming out and it has it has toxic in it, which is, I guess, the new version of Infect. Okay. Which, which everyone believes should be banned, I guess. 
That's or, the poison uh, counters, right? Yes, or, yes. Yeah. or, or you're, you're made to believe that everyone thinks it should be banned. Yet, however, every time I look up, uh, you know, a video on infect, should it be here? Should it not be here? It's like, eh, eh, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? But so, people are already dogging. I think I, the majority of magic content creators, with the exception of like Talarian uh, Community College, uh, which mm-hmm. I, we I love, love his stuff. We love I, I love so his much. stuff. Wow. Um, I would argue are far more in that camp of like, hey, we only play standard, so you need to conform yes, to the fact that we like play that, in a four-set cycle, which is part of the reason they released Pioneer. Um, and so I'm more concerned about the longevity of this set, but I'm also, also at the same time like far more concerned with how they're treating re-releases of cards and nuking the secondary market than I am of like current standard meta. So I feel you on that. So I, like I have a feeling that they're, the they're pushing real hard. Probably they're, only yeah. gonna. What's up? They're pushing real hard for digital. They're pushing real hard for for arena, and it's it's killing secondary yeah, market, and, and which I understand. They're physical with it, right? And I understand it at some level, but at the same time, and you can tell me if you feel this way. And Clintus, did you ever play Magic with with cardboard, or were you just like kind of a? Oh yeah, no, no. Okay. I played I played in middle school, and that's yeah. That's, yeah. So I feel like part of the issue is is the nostalgia of having cards that are worth something and watching those suddenly become worth nothing because they reprint them is going to drive away more people than it brings in new people to like things like legacy because yeah well there's there's two there's two sides of the coin right you have and this is this is where I kind of divert right um. You have investors, you have you have investors in MTG, yep. and you have players in MTG. MTG, right? Yes. Every player, to some degree, is an investor, at some degree. Yeah. Right. Not every investor is a player. Correct. And I tend to side more with the players because you're a little bit of both, no matter what. As if you're in here and you're just trying to do MTG stocks, and you're just tr- you're there as an investor trying to make money. I just I care less about what the thought or the you know i care less about your those opinions not your but those opinions as investors only because you're not like i I just i I think that's just i think that's a much smaller population than wizards think it is which is just the investors because everybody who invests under like if you're an investor it's because you stopped playing the game actively and now you just kind of hold cards and enjoy having cards as opposed to like hold you have yeah. whole YouTube channels dedicated to like buy this reserve list card and here's the reserve list pricing and it's like I I, I don't I care man I just like, think you know what I mean I, but, I think it's at the end of the day like I stopped playing standard because the mm. value got so stupid and then they mm. it started getting so bad that I was like it, yes. if I get this card it's not going to be worth to me anything in in six months it's not like anytime the, the set flips over i'm not going to have any value in the fact that i bought a play set of these things to play with right and i've just nuked you know 80 percent of the value because you have to remember when i started playing it was just after i believe it was so i, I played in the fate cons and and origins block is my first set i was pulling 90 dollar jaces mm-hmm. flip planes like and so literally six years later they're three dollars and fifty cents or some bullshit like that it's like stupidly cheap like so at the time i was like oh cool like i have these cards that i can like invest in and then use to fund 
buying things that would later let me play other formats. So for example, right, like if I had two Jaces that I that I did and I sold for Zenicar Expeditions at the time, I was cool. I'm now I'm holding on to expeditions so that when I finally get to the point where I can play legacy, I can sell expeditions and get legacy cards to play legacy. Like I feel like it's they're forgetting that the pipeline is standard right. into legacy into modern into you know whatever yeah. and so because they're destroying fair. the pipeline there's nobody in magic who gets into magic now and is like oh like i need to learn magic i need to understand process and then you start getting these cards that are expensive and are worth it because they're printed that way and then you get you know oh god i can translate those cards into a full deck of another yeah. set series that i can play with a whole nother format and you keep the addiction rolling because now you have to have decks for all of them and so right. not only are you nuking like the player's enjoyment of the fact that you can progress almost through a ladder of magic almost as if it's a ranking system now you're saying like well like if you want to play legacy you just have to buy your way into legacy you know what's and what's crazy man and <clears throat> i guess it's mo maybe it just comes down to the individuals i'm watching but nobody talks about it like that like like no one talks about the pipeline and one like like one um one format versus another format and how they each lead into each other. It's boiled down because you look at Pauper and Pioneer as it's rarely ever, rarely ever talked about. Yeah. So it boils down to standard versus EDH. And it becomes this really like just this and this conversation full of animosity, it feels like. And it's and it feels like it's stemming from the standard players, really. Um, but there is that two yeah. sides to the coin of this reprint, right? These reprints allow people to come in and get these good cards that they're playing against in their pods for not $70. Agreed. You know what I mean? Which feels good for people who can, because like, let's like our pod, for example, when you're <laughs> playing against people like rob or kaze yeah. and they're just i mean they're smacking down drains and cyclonic riffs and every tutor you can think of and it's like boom 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 and you come in with you know the real realistically a budget-minded deck versus that like versus what they're yeah. putting into i mean there's guys with over a thousand plus dollar decks right I am so one of those when, guys, like, so I when, understand. When you see a set like Dominaria Remastered come at, comes out, and all of a sudden, all these tutors are affordable for you, I don't know. I can't look at that and say, wow, damn you, Watsy. Damn you. You're really fucking up ugh, the market. So, But the thing is, <laughs> it's the same way as, like, you know, they've been doing it for years where you just print a card that's not the same card but does the same thing. And that, well, like, so okay, yes. Now that's a separate argument. They right. they're not yeah. adding new cards, and you're right. That's totally right. Like I would rather like they're cards that do what like Cyclonic do. They just have either an added mana cost or a certain condition. And the reason the well, card that, is as right. good as it is is because it's very very specific. And at the time you're gonna optimize exactly. Man. But like and, the and whole I point think, is optimization. And again, right. the, the same point about modern and the same point about other things is like right. you have this ladder. And like even if you're, I think part of the standard players issue with commander is that you get to kind of just pick and choose and the thing is that it frustrates them that you can just build a format that lets you just pick and choose what you want to play as opposed to being like oh god i have to play the four best cards in the set or i can't play this game just come play 
just come on over. <laughs> Shit. And then, but but at the same time, it's the same thing that you're talking about, which is then you see these players with thousand dollar plus decks, and you're like, I mean, I have to play like spend like four hundred dollars on you know my standard deck once every you know six months. But like, man, right. I have to drop fifteen hundred dollars if I really want to play with my ultra competitive commander friends. And it's like, well, the the then y'all commander players need to stop sitting on their high horse and come down and play with the new kids. So again, that's it's the same also thing true. Sides. Clintus, go ahead. Right. Because I, I was just gonna say, so so you know, Mike and I have talked a couple times about the commander decks. I, I've never played commander, um, and e- either arena or on paper. And I've, I've got a, I've got a couple commander decks that that Wizards actually sent me from like Dominaria and um, Crimson Vow. But I, I've never gotten into that playstyle. I play standard. Uh, I play arena, so I just I play the rotation. I get whatever cards come in, and I just rotate that way. Right. <clears throat> I still have a couple of my, I guess now they'd be historical decks because they've rotated out of standard. Yeah. Um, but to your to your point, you you just nailed it. For me, not really knowing that much about that side of magic, to me, it seems daunting to try to jump into that format because the moment I go to historical, there are people who've been playing for uh, decades and that have cards that are that old that I've never even heard of. There's uh, mechanics I've never heard of, how to combat that. And so if I'm coming in with a basic, I just built a, my first commander deck with, you know, cards from the last maybe two years ish. Right. Yeah. Like, am I even competitive? Can I even play? Can I even like, you know, have a chance of winning against uh, a player that has, I mean, that always comes down to rule zero and who you're playing with. Yeah. Okay. You know, having an honest discussion about what you're playing um, and what your intents are with your deck. So like, I know for our pot, like for our, our discord channel, we do, um, uh, Paul, we we have uh, it's like power rankings. Have, basically, it's, we have power rankings. Yeah. We have precon nights where we don't do anything other than a pre-constructed deck that yeah, you've right. bought, and we also have a budget bracket with its own specific rules for what you can pay per card and as a deck as a whole to kind of keep things as fair as possible. Yeah. Um, which means you have to get creative too. And to the point about yes. earlier, like you can't use a cyclonic rift. That's a $30 card. Still, like go find other removal that can do right. things, you know, right. that's which still is nice. Place so we, you like getting, getting involved in something like that is, I think the, probably the best way to get into commander. Yeah. But I mean, even, even in our pod, like if I know I'm playing up against like Rob and cut, who's t- it's typically those guys, if we're just doing a standard power and Rob comes in and says, I have a six or I have a seven, I know that it's fucking going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to, like, it's really going to hurt. And I'm like, ah, 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 but that's the whole point of commander, I guess, is that it's supposed to be a social event yep. where maybe right now, like I don't have the answer, but Clintus, maybe you have an answer in your deck. So you go after somebody specific, yep. right? That's and the other we thing. We help it, each other. Yeah, out. It's supposed to be it. it so there's a thing called French Commander, which is 1v1, and that's the whole point of that entire format. And there are specific commanders and cards that are entirely banned in French because they're stupid. Like, you can't play Duretti because Duretti's whole thing is every single time she swings, you untap shit, period. Like, no no questions. So you can just untap lands. You can untap artifacts. You can untap creatures. Like, anything that you want on the entire field can be tapped or untapped when she swings. And she's a three-cost legendary commander. So in what is it green white uh jeskai green white blue yeah and mm-hmm. so like 
that deck has every answer to anything ever and you can just untap and tap your own stuff at will and make sure you have counter spells of it like it's just broken so they said it doesn't you can't play that in french commander like wizards of the coast said you cannot play this in french commander and so you know at the same time you have other things that are just kind of house rules you're like hey guys i'm not gonna play my extra turn spells like my pod back in college my friend was playing that Centriplets, which is basically the way I like to describe that card in that entire deck is what is yours is mine because you don't ever get to play anything if I don't have the option to either also play it or take it. And then I was playing Riku, uh, which is in uh, copy spells, basically, so I can copy spells on the stack that I cast, either that or ETB effects. And then mm-hmm. one of my other friends was playing uh, Mono Blue Artifact. And if you think about that combo, because uh, Centriplets is Esper, so white, blue, black, I'm playing red, green, blue, and then he's playing blue on artifacts. The amount of extra turn spells in those colors, in those two, in those three types of commanders that we had is literally like 32, if you really wanted to put them all together. And so we all agreed as a group, we're not doing infinite (laughs) turn or infinite like combos that have to do with turns or mana. And then we weren't going to do extra turn spells because if we did, it'd just devolve into, oh, who casts the first extra turn spell, then it wouldn't be fun. It's no longer social. So to Mike's point, you kind of have to learn how to balance that whole selection with like your group, because the whole point of it is, is to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna grab six of my friends and we're gonna go play commander in like a round table. So if Jeff's playing like, I don't know, to get really specific as an example, it's no fun to play group hug in a one. No, I do. I don't like group hug at all. And Clint is for your group, knowledge, hug, group hug. Group hug is literally a commander that does no damage. It is all mm-hmm. about just board state and then protecting yourself in a pillow fort. And so basically okay. like uh, Zer the Enchanter is like, I give you a thing. And based on how many things I've given you, I either get life or get like, you know, uh, stats or, or can like do. Not cards. unless you play Rob Zer. Oh. Rob Zer is brutal. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was like hippogriff which is like i can pay it's a what's it four color or five color i remember it's like it's four color but like the whole thing is like if you play green you can get a life if you play white you can like uh add an enchantment and uh, like add a one one counter or you can like re- like you give this creature of not like any creature on the battlefield x effect and so there's a bunch of commanders in like the entire set where you can just literally play that kind of group hug style which is i'm not out to hit anybody I just want to live until the last person. And so I'm going to help everybody else so that you all beat yeah. each other. So I, I don't like cars that cards that help out my opponents. I really don't No, That's fair. So at a high level, yeah. if you were pitching commander to someone who's familiar with magic, but never played, what's the pitch for commander? Why should I play commander? Why do you like playing commander over standard or even just even historical barring certain cards? Yeah. Very specific cards. You can play any cards you want. Yep. A deck any of a hundred. Any style played you with want. friends. The the uh, e, e commander or EDH at its core is a casual experience. It's about freedom. It, yep. It's magic. It it's it's freedom within magic on a casual level. Yep. Boom. Like for example, if you like vampires, you can just build vampire deck. Nobody gonna care. You can build the vampire deck to do whatever you want. You can do it to do madness. Like if you remember for shadows, one. you can do it to do blood counters. You can do it to do like flying lifelink. You can do it like you can build it red, white. You can build it red, black. You can build it just black. Like, and so you have all of this freedom to kind of pick and choose out of magic's entire history 
of a deck that you want to build that you enjoy that you get to build all these cheeky little things in that like nobody else would appreciate but because you like that specific thing you can build an entire deck of it and the realistic part is you can actually build it to be pseudo competitive like it doesn't matter what like you kind of really want to do like like i said group hugs a thing like like where in the rest of world of magic would you go ah yes i'm going to build an entire 100 card deck built to doing nothing to my opponents but giving them things and helping for like shits and giggles like it doesn't exist like, i wouldn't do that <laughs> but yes you can <laughs> right gotcha so it's it's literally just casual freedom to hang out with your friends and play a game around a table with a couple of drinks and not worry about like probabilities or percentages of like oh i have four cards in my deck so i have to pull these in this specific order you know like sure you can build some of that in a commander deck but you're playing with a hundred cards you kind of just have to build everything to do what you want it to do amorphously and have fun so now that doesn't mean you don't have combos of course like i have four infinite combos in riku because like that's what you do in that deck it's a combo yeah, deck, but, right? like again but like boiled down in its most simplistic yeah. state it's far more freedom than any other format in MTG offers. And it, it it's developed to be casual. Yeah. Okay. And the you can optimize and efficiency, you know, you can optimize and, and completely efficient your way out of fun. That's true. But, but you can do that with anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if MMO players. It's like Tron. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't play Tron in, in modern to have fun. You play now, Tron. The downside of coming into MG, MTG right now is because is what Hasbro and Watsi have done to it in the last how many years, Yeah, which is what they're doing to D&D &D right now. But I think it's still relatively affordable to get into. I would think so, um, especially if you're starting off. And, I, and that's the thing. I was just talking about the funnels. Like if you start off in standard and just start playing draft nights, you're good to go. Like you'll be you'll be good in a month just playing Friday Night Magic, and then you'll have like kind of this half of a deck that you can go, oh cool, like I have enough to build this kind of thing that I enjoy, and then you build it. You just spend an extra you know two weeks of what you would normally spend on draft, and you build a standard deck, and you go play standard for a bit, like, and then from there you can kind of ro rotate through. So yeah, like I said, I I've been playing Arena for a couple of years now, so like that's where my and, and and the only money that I put in is like when a set comes out, I'll I'll jump on the one of the pre-orders to get a bunch of packs. Then you open the packs, it gives you the wild cards to you know yeah. build build decks. And I for the most part just play standard. I'll look and see what meta decks, what what's the meta right now. I might grab one or two and then I start tweaking from there. And just I, I usually roll with like one or two different decks. I love green. Green's my favorite. Or gold <laughs> uh you know, gold green. Green black see, is what I used to play back in the day. Yeah. I, I was doing that with um Hearthstone, man. Yeah. Buying yeah. packs and shit. And I uh once I started um buying physical and like I, I just I can't yeah. I can't ever spend money on digital again it's just something about cardboard it's crazy yeah, no. so here's what I'm getting at though so the new set comes out uh for arena it comes out on the 7th and then paper I think it's the 10th which is that Friday yeah so it's like a Tuesday Friday release I plan on going to uh my nearest card shop there's a pre-release event and then there's a, a release event and um depending on the timing the day and what my schedule looks like if I can make it I'm gonna try to go to both yeah. And I'm going to try to like get the vibe and see what's what's my community look like cuz they do magic events and I pulled their schedule up and there's you know there's there's a regular schedule of events yep. there's a commander yep. night there's a draft night whatever a sealed deck so I'm like okay maybe this would be a good time to jump in right yeah. the launch of a new set people are hyped to get the new cards and stuff like that maybe I'll try to like 
dip my toes into that world a little bit and uh, so see what happens. My recommendation for that, because I've been doing that for a long time. Uh, okay. well, I, Mike, did you ever get a Grand Prix as well? Or am I the only person here who did Grand Prix every so often? Uh, no, I didn't do okay. them. You will always have fun as long as you semi-prepare. Because these things are th like the same kind of way you kind of... Because I don't... Do they have like pre-release type stuff inside Arena? I think they do, but not quite the same. Uh, yeah, basically, no. because you're at a computer, it's a little bit easier. But I like to do it in person you know, with an actual set of packs. And so you kind of have to semi-prepare about, cool, what the set is, what the, the card combos-ish are. Like, what are your, do you want to draft for money? Do you want to draft for just placement? You know, things like that, um, depending on what kind of thing you're doing. If you're doing pre-release, every card's yours, so you don't have to worry about that, but you just kind of have to think about, okay, cool, what card is this that would work with these other things? If you like black, green, I think this set is kind of perfect for you because they have a lot of black, green. I hope I so, man. I, I was just saying that the other day. I was like, I, even if just green gets some love, because green hasn't gotten a lot of love the last couple of sets. That's I mean, green mono green zombie was real and, dominant yeah. in the previous rotation. Yeah. With, um, you know, uh, what show was it? Uh, Kaldari and yeah. uh, not Kaldari. That's fucking Eve. It, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they gave Whatever. green a lot of love the, during Zendikar, though. So. <laughs> yeah, Zendikar and then the one with the snow. It started the K. I forget off the top of my head. But Kaldheim. Yes, Kaldheim. Thank you. Those two like had a heavy, heavy green dominance, which Mono Green Stompy was like, the, that was my jam. I went all the way to Mythic with, uh, on that. But the, when that rotated out of standard, there's not a lot of green right now. And you know, I look at, I, I pull up Untapped and I look and see what the meta is, and there's like no green yeah. meta at all. Um, so right, like the only one that I roll that has green right now is a uh, um, white, a white green enchantment deck. That's not bad. Ooh. I really I, enjoy that. I really enjoy that. Blues can be real. But no, but, but but Arena has they call it brawl, a historical brawl, and that's that's commander. Yeah. So yeah, I tried putting together a brawl deck just for fun. And dude, no. like I tried I thought maybe it would be fun to maybe import one of my personal decks into mm -hmm. Arena and see how it played. Mm -hmm. it, they don't have it, they don't have a wide enough window of cards. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of cards I was like that just not available. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like, there's, there's a obviously there's a limit. Uh, Arena's only been out for 2018, I think. So that's yeah, about yeah, as far as it goes. Freaking crazy amount of cards to import. Like, you know, that's, yeah. I, I don't it, like it's nothing to knock them against. It's a stupid amount of art and text and everything that has to go into that. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Maybe one you. day. But, but looking, but looking at like right now, just like there's definitely some some commander decks that I could. Um. I could create right. I could I could craft right now with, with, with the wild cards that I have. Like, there's some decent ones. I just, I just I guess I need to learn. I'm gonna watch. I have to watch some YouTube videos. Like the whole point of a commander. Like that's the anchor, right? And then everything yeah. else is built around that right. that anchor. Yep. So I gotta learn the like how that format works. It's much simpler. Uh, than I'm you looking would at think. it. I'm like, okay, it's a legendary creature, right? Like, is that what a commander that's is? A legendary it. creature. It is a legendary creature. So if you can pick yep. any legendary creature from the entire history of Magic, as long as it's not like again, there's certain cards that are actually banned because there's too broken um specifically in french like for example um do you know vampires at all mm -hmm. like so if you remember oh god what uh starts edgar markov no edgar is banned in french commander because he's i want that, that card so bad dude i'm just not willing to spend 80 dollars for a commander listen <laughs> it's he's just broken and the reason being is because he just says i don't care what you play i don't care what i play i just make vampires 
perpetually for I love vampires. And then all I, I, the back in the day, I granted I had it was, it was green black, so it wasn't optimal. Yeah, but the black side of my deck was all vampires. Like loved it. That's amazing. Anyway, sorry. All that releases Tangent. February tenth, so we got you know what uh, three weeks. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the the card shops and kind of start dabbling a little bit. So I'll Listen, report back Mike, to you guys. Mike, invite him to our uh, invite him to our server. We we also play cardboard because he's in. I'm in. Yeah, oh, I'm awesome. in. I, I'm in. I just haven't I, I haven't had time to really d- deep dive I in mean, that, same. but I'm in. Same. Anyway, um, real quick, I want to hop over Mike because now we wanted to talk about it real quick and. Clint, I know you're kind of in the D&D-ish space. Nothing super mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. OGL 1.1 was uh, collectively by the force of a thousand screaming souls uh, from uh, the community. Well, j- j- Go ahead, Mike. Just to clarify, just in case you're not aware, OGL is open game license. Yes. Um, so the OGL, uh, I think it was 1.0 is what it was originally in effect. And basically, Wizards... To give you a little bit more background on the story, one of the board members of Hasbro said, we're not getting enough profit from all of these things and tried to oust the uh, CEO like six months under monetized, quote unquote, they're under monetized. Um, And so in response, Hasbro and Wizards kind of put together a new OGL. Um, The problem is, is that their new OGL basically had language in it that said every single property that uses the OGL 1.0 into because that would be, you know, deactivated uh, 1.0 into 1.1 would be technically a sub property sub license of Wizards and Hasbro. Which is incredibly dangerous. Uh, on top of the fact that they were trying to get everybody who used D&D in any form of monetization to give them a percentage or all of the cuts of their profits from said uh, projects, uh, unless they mind you, a specific th- licensing deal with Wizards. Right. And this is a game that is predominantly the imagination of the players. Right. Right. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ta-da! Wizards stuck their foot in their mouth because they were worried about profitability. <laughs> This was this was incredibly, incredibly stupid. Yeah, incredibly stupid. Go ahead, Mike. The fact that they thought that they could just that (laughs) dude, they were even tapping into Kickstarter. They reached out to Kickstarter and were like, oh, no, you will give us a portion of whatever these people are making. You will kick back to us. Damn. Yeah. So that's where the I, 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 I heard a little buzz of wizard hate. This weekend. Oh, yeah. And it, apparently there was also verbiage in there, like and anything created by you, the player or, or anything at any time can be taken by Watsi and used without your permission and without payment. Anything you, to YouTubers and, and streamers, too, like you're making money on, on exactly. the content of it. Literally Damn. everything. And so basically the community and by community, I mean, everybody from Wizards, Magic, D and D, the whole nine yards, kind of said, "Ah, yes, uh, we're going to revoke all of our wizard subscriptions and all of our D and D Beyond subscriptions because." And I quote in an email that was leaked, um, "It's not impacting our bottom line, and we'll still stand to make more money as long as we don't lose subscriptions." Uh, and they did not anticipate. I think it was almost like a fifty percent drop, something like that. It was something stupid. Uh, Did I see Critical Role take some hate for something? Critical Role took hate because they were still plugging stuff during the whole thing, but that is a contractual obligation. So I was going to say, that's got to be contractual. They have to. Yes. So it's they literally are collaborating with Wizards on their content releases, specifically because it's not like it's a... But, a, they, but yeah. Critical Role did come out and say, you know, we stand with the players. We're not. I believe so. I just don't remember exactly what it was. So 
I'm I'm pretty sure they released something on Twitter or somewhere that was like, no, like we we agree with the sentiment of the players and we stand with the players. I'm gonna look. I'm pretty Damn, sure that's rough. Yes. Okay. So yes, 20 hours ago they officially um, announced basically. Do 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 do. They always supported the creators and the game development and stand by the industry peers uh, as as well yeah. as anyone taking a risk creating a new system or developing an idea. Uh, the success we have experienced is thanks to the passion and interest of the greater tabletop community, and we commit to fostering an environment that allows everyone the opportunity to share the stories that they wish to tell. So. Which is which is good of them. I mean, it's pretty good to see them come out and say something. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, and then and then Watsi has the balls to come out and be like, "Oh, we were won. all gonna hold. We did this together. We shut this down together as a as a community, us included. We shut this down. We together. both won, and we never, we never." Once even thought about stealing your intellectual property. That's the whole thing. That was great. Bunch of bunch of fucking idiots, man. <laughs> that, when, when I read their their finally when they posted something, I was like, "Whoa, golly! How dumb do you think your players are? Sincerely, how dumb? Uh, this is gross. It was gross to read. It was icky." Him. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I love how nobody could see that, but it happened. I know. Yeah, <laughs> might get the full on like hot. <laughs> so anyway, so okay. So then, what's, yeah. so what's the current? Is they they squashed it all back. They have all back. Walked it back and said we have put it on hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're going to re- because they listen to community feedback. It's basically one of those like you you see it you see it like all the time with like other companies like I know Twitch will do it sometimes or um, uh, YouTube used to they got they, they learned it, you know eight, eight ten years ago they would throw something out really big and heavy Twitter I mean shit Elon's been doing it like throw out a big ass rock everyone goes whoa and then they reel it in okay mm. this is where we need to be right like. <laughs> They throw it out there to see how far we can go. And when and, everyone bitches and complains and, and uproars, they just reel it in and go, uh, right here? You guys aren't complaining anymore here? Okay, cool. <laughs> the, the, it's a joke. Is what They're sitting there trying to say, we never intended to release this. But I forget who the investigative journalist was that kind of broke this whole thing open. They were like, no, they, they were going to stealth launch this. Yep. This was no, they were going to launch it untold. So, uh, and it wasn't until this journalist broke it. And I mean, Watsy, like, literally contradicts what the journalist had to say uh four or five half a dozen times um so the worst part is 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 good lord um technically they couldn't do what they were trying to do anyway because a number of state laws actually prohibit the nullification of previous like licenses during for content that was already created so basically they really couldn't this through did they? no no it, it couldn't have legally been done the way they wanted it to do also other things that are important um, Good job, all Hasbro. Of, all of KOTOR is technically done under OGL 1.01. Not 1.1, uh, 1.0. So, like, all of the original KOTOR games would have been technically a sub-license of Hasbro uh, instead. And we all know uh, Big Daddy Disney would not have let that one slide. <laughs> and so some people just weren't thinking about long-term business ramifications of what happens when you mess with licenses. Yeah. I mean, shout out to, uh, <clears throat> was it Pathfinder? Yes. 
that's creating their yes. own open game shit. Yes. Like in response, in response, people were like, "We're fuck you, cancel all subs. We're creating our own, and it will forever be free." Yep. So, any hoosies to wrap up here? Uh, I want to go real quick over because I know it started. Thoughts on uh, the new Last of Us HBO release for live action, Mike? I, have you seen any? Ooh, Is, when's it out? It's out now. The first episode dropped Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to watch it after we record. <laughs> yeah, so it's HBO, so it's episodic. They, 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 that's, they, that's how they roll, like Game of Thrones and everything, right? So it's every every Sunday. Like, I'm sure with you guys, I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. Of course. Any thoughts going through? I have very, very low expectations, which I think will aid in probably my enjoyment, honestly. I've never played the games. Um, I own the first one for PS4. I just never played it because I yeah. switched to PC and I just never got around to plugging it in. Um, I've watched plenty of my friends play it. I've heard nothing but great things, like greatest video game of all time, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, I've heard all of that. Um, I'm very much more open to watching the show than playing the game, like, mm. just because that's who I am yeah. as, a, as a person in general. Like, I've never played League of Legends, but I freaking loved... Um, Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. Loved that show. Dude, awesome. Awesome. So I cannot wait. I really hope. Yeah, I can't wait for the, the next. I've season. heard. I've good. I've heard good reviews so far. Um, in general, then, what do you think about the fact that we're starting to see more, shall I say, faithful game and book adaptations? That again? I'm just saying. I think we're seeing more faithful game and book adaptations. If you look at, you know, I, I the Witcher. I mean, I hope. But we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I think. I think uh, as more and more companies see the success of video game and book adaptations like oh okay we can see a successful one like obviously the witcher is probably one of the most reasonable like you know recent ones that have just kind of really have been killing it um aside from the, uh, the witcher's the witcher's tanking well that was what i'm saying though like the the change of the actors and stuff like that i know the first season was was amazing and then they did like a there's another, another spinoff right there's a spinoff one the blood orchid i haven't watched i heard it. the spinoff um, was good yeah yeah, I haven't heard good things about it, though. Like, as far as keeping to the stories, I have not. Yeah, that's been yeah, the main I issue. Mean, it's Walking tough. Dead. Go ahead. I would say it's tough because, especially right now with Henry Cavill gone and everyone upset about that, and obviously the show did not stick to the books at all, but you have, like, conflicting stories and people are just angry, so they're going to hate on the show regardless. So it's tough to see like where where the truth really lies, and I just haven't gotten around to watch it to determine for myself yet. But everything I'm seeing is pretty pretty negative. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I suck at TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I'm definitely more just a movie guy. But um, no, I, I all my friends are talking about it. Like you know, again, in from coming from the video game world, uh, you know, very excited for it. And I, I love uh, the what's his name, the the Mandalorian. Uh, Pascal, yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pedro, yeah. Love, love the actor. So I mean, like, I'm like, I'm all, I'm even just giving the first episode a try, purely just to see, you know, if it hooks me, I'm in. But if if I have to watch the first episode, not knowing anything about the game, never playing the game, and it's almost kind of like, meh, then I might, it might be a pass, and I might, you know, binge it, you know, later down the line or something. But um, that's fair. That's where I'm at. I wonder if that's a trend we should also be seeing because I, I know Star Wars has been releasing two episodes for premieres just to make sure that everybody gets kind of that first full hook. 
they hook you. I mean, that's yeah. how Arcane did it. Yeah. I don't I don't remember any show. I'm sure somebody did, but I don't remember any shows previous to Arcane that would released in segments like that. Because I think it was six total yeah. episodes, two a week, right? Arcane did it that way. I think it was nine. Or maybe maybe eight three. episodes. Yeah, it was, it was nine week. with three and three. It was it was chunks of three. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, you're right. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah, chunks of three. I like that personally. It gives you something to watch throughout the week and then you get a new set. I agree. I like it. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. There you go. Well, we're almost at an hour. Nice return episode. So I'm going to hit us with some fun news from this week. Um, Would you believe that somebody lost a suitcase on an airline and found it four years later after a detour to Honduras? Four years? Four years. years. So uh, TLDR... uh, April Gavin posted a series of TikTok videos explaining how her luggage was lost by United when she flew home from a business trip to Chicago in August of 2018. Uh, after several months of searching, the airline informed her that the bag's disappearance was a mystery and she could they couldn't get it. Uh, and she was compensated for some uh, some of her lost items, not all of them. You know, that's how it usually works. Um, but she was shocked to receive a phone call this last week informing her that her suitcase had turned up at an airport in Houston. And even further surprised when, it, to be told, it had arrived on a flight from Honduras. Um, so has it just been kicking around this whole time? It has been kicking around. Uh, but it came from Honduras and went to Houston, Texas. They called you and the bag was slightly damaged and worn, but all of the contents were intact and inside the bag still after four years. Um, United commented uh, to her specifically that it's because it originally didn't get scanned in properly at the Chicago airport. Um <laughs> How do you not scan it in properly? It's a I scan. Know. I don't know. I don't ask questions. But I figure that makes a great movie. That's insane. I, I hope it collected stamps like everywhere it went. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Like a passport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just those tags. It, it's those tags. So it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah, around yeah, yeah. the handle. <laughs> she gets it. There's like 20 of them. I figure this is like the uh the sisterhood of traveling pants, but it's a suitcase. Yes. yes. <laughs> cool. And then finally, uh, to wrap up all of this stuff, would I tell you what would you believe? What would you what would you think if I told you that Finding Nemo, uh, Finding Nemo actually happened, but they were a goldfish instead? I'd say prove it. Uh, so, Animal Rescue Center in uh, I don't even know how to say the Guer- Guernsey uh, in a, in the city in Guernsey. It's a small island located between london and france and the english channel it's really small uh the animals rescue center reported that members of the public had cited a large goldfish in a bucket being attacked by a seagull and so uh they went out and saved the goldfish uh, named him captain bird's eye and despite his injuries he's doing well and if we don't find his owners in the next three weeks they'll be looking to find him a home uh the manager of the animal association said captain bird's eye is one very lucky goldfish and i quote if he wasn't so big he l- would have likely been eaten so this fat ass goldfish was saved from being eaten by being in a bucket and too large to be swallowed by said seagull no shit. I mean, I was fully anticipating them trying to prove that a fish dad was looking for his fish son. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. Right? Right? I mean. <laughs> no. No. 
No, unfortunately, the world is not that kind to provide us with evidence that a fish dad was chasing down his fish son yeah. from a whole nother ocean. You know, for a second there, the world got a whole lot brighter, and then you just really... <laughs> I, I was just rung up for Yeah, <laughs> you just took it right away from me there. <laughs> Holy shit. Fish dads. Uh, fish dads. Anyway... <laughs> That's going to be episode. I, by the way, I, I corrected the episode number. We're on 49 out of 50. 49. So. Shit. Oh, all right. Hey, you know what? 50's next, then. We got to get Kevin. Next, and we have to get 50's Kevin. 50's next. Yeah. Kevin needs to be here for, for when we transition over to the zero. Thank you to uh, Kings Coast Coffee for sponsoring today's show. We didn't hit it up in the beginning. Uh, make sure you head over to the website, grab yourself some Kings Coast. We got any special roasts coming up, Paul, you're aware of? I am less aware of that than you would think. So I, I just know we have some Bayman and we will ask. Yes. And then, uh, in general, make sure you get the sale, because I know there's a sale going on this week into next week. Hit up King's Coast for the sale. Yeah, buy one, get 20% off, I yep. believe, is, is the current deal. Yep. yep. Do it. Anyway, we'll see you next week or next Thanks time for, see you. for 50. Bye. Later.